Thank you for listening to Comic Issues, your favorite geeky podcast full of rants, ramblings, and ravings. I'm your host, Anthony Seville. Along with me is my co-host and one of the greatest geeks in the world, Elizabeth Wallace. Woo! Yeah, two weeks in a row. Yeah. Not a hesitation. Nice. Sailed it. Yeah. Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right, let's not get too crazy with that. Here. I don't want to mess anything no, else up. No, no, no. Let's just roll right I, into it. If we end right here, I don't have to edit. <laughs> Yeah, but it never works that well. It, no, so. you, you still have to listen to it. Yeah, that's right. Damn straight. Yeah, production problem. Nah, that's okay. That's fine. Uh, so, uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, of course, uh, good geeky times to be had. Plenty of comic books to talk about. But uh, flipping through the, the, the pages of the internet, looking for uh, any kind of big story, things going on, um, it seems fairly light. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I guess... Uh, Tatum's a little wishy-washy about uh, being Gambit. Are you Gambit or aren't you Gambit? Come on. You know, like, figure that out. Rumor is that he's signed now, but I don't know. Like, Could change tomorrow. You never know. He's just Brett Farvin it up real good for right. the five people who may also be into <laughs> sports. That's, that's, I kind of get a little bit what you're yeah. talking about. I knew it was a sports reference, and I'm like, I'm just going to nod my head. Mm. Yes. Mm, yeah. Um, but there were for, uh, a handful of uh, rumors kind of flying about that we thought uh, were, were fairly interesting. Uh, one that I posed to you with a question. Okay. So there was a rumor out there that... Uh, Star Wars is in talks with Netflix to uh, have three original series Damn. direct to Netflix. So three original series. Somehow when you had told me that before, I thought of three original movies, but you really mean like series. It says series, okay. and this is all rumor, so no facts are real. It could be three original movies. Sure. My question to you, if we have a Star Wars movie every year, okay, plus three... Let's start with series. Okay. Is this straight up too much Star Wars? Is that even a thing? I would say no. One, because I don't think that's a thing. But two, I actually was reading the Del Rey sampler of new Star Wars books that are either out or coming out. Oh, yeah? And the, the amount of time that you have to set worlds in. I mean, there's one story that's taking place in between episode three and four, and one in Mm -hmm. between four and five. You know, there's some post all the episodes, pre all the episodes. You have this huge block of time and all these different characters to work with. I think the well is pretty deep, and I think you could actually do quite a lot with it. So I wouldn't think it'd be too much, but I wonder if it'll actually end up being three. Three seems like... Three's a lot. Three's very ambitious. You know, I think they should start with one and see how well that goes. But, I mean, I've watched House of Cards. I've watched uh, Daredevil. I've just finished watching Sense8. So far, I've really loved every single Netflix original series that has come out. So if they're going to take Star Wars, I'm like, go. Go for it. I'll watch it. It'll be fine. Like, the quality, I really don't have a doubt in my mind. Like, you're right. All those shows are great. Um, I have... Really, no fear in the next Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. I like. I really like the idea of the Rogue One uh, movie not having any of the uh, original cast yeah. or those characters uh, right. specifically. I like a Ben Kenobi solo movie. Yeah. I like a Han Solo movie. I like everything they're talking about. But then I hear this, I'm like, oh, that sounds like maybe maybe I'd have too much Star Wars. Do you think they would take away from the movies? Um, unfortunately, I think it would. Because 
there's just so much. I never have a like we've mm, debatable, but let's say we've been missing Star Wars. All right. Now, Revenge of the Sith isn't really that long ago. Um, less than ten, I think. Um, God, has it? I think it's, it's been just shy of ten. It's it's funny to me actually that it's that long ago. It really feels oh, yeah. like it if feels you have, fresh. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Like that, I want to say it was that six. burning disappointment. Yeah. But, um, and I can't say for the internet if we've been missing Star Wars since. I kind of felt we put the nail in the coffin after that, and like, oh well, this is it. Like there just will be no more right. Star Wars right. films. We look to the animation for for hope. Um, so is it more that you're afraid that it's going to be like your favorite song on the radio and then they yeah. play it to death and you don't want to hear it anymore? Yeah. And it's like, or just, it just doesn't become special. Like uh, eventually, right. eventually you hear that song on the radio so much, you stop getting excited as soon as you hear it. You stop dancing in your car yep. when it plays. And then you have that moment, the very first moment when you hear it start to come on and you change the channel and you're like, yeah. oh, the honeymoon's over. Yeah, oh, yeah. no. Um, I could, you know, that actually it is a good point. I mean, how much is too much? It's funny, I had the same thought when they were talking about a new, the new Walking Dead series that's coming out. Oh, it's yeah? just like, you know, let's not play it to death, you guys. Yeah. You know, let's be but careful with this. At least but. it's kind of alternating, like, when you're, when you're in this big... You know, zombie drought between, yeah, exactly. between seasons. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know what? As I asked you, and as as we've been talking back and forth, the back of my brain's been doing a little work. All right. Um, because like I haven't had time to really think uh, deeply about this. <laughs> but uh, so let's say let's say three series. Okay. Uh, even though I think three Netflix movies would be just as excellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's say three series, one Star Wars movie every year. What's the difference between that and what we're already doing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, that you, is actually a good point. If you yes. keep them separate yeah. and you keep the stories individual, yeah. even if maybe one or two link back to the tr- the new trilogy, right. which you can say is the Avengers films. Right, right, right. What's the difference? We get more than one Marvel movie a year. We, we get do. two or three. But there's a difference between getting a Marvel movie and getting 13 episodes of Marvel. You know, Daredevil. Uh, um, we're about to get uh, Jessica Jones, Luke yeah, Cage right after that. That's true as well, come to think. Because I was immediately thinking, you know, well, we do have Flash and we do have Arrow. And I'm like, different world. Um I mean, they could pull it off. I just I think three is is very hopeful of them, but mm-hmm. I think let's let's see what one is first. But if, see how that goes. if there was if there was any property that could walk up to Netflix yeah. and say, "Hey, we're gonna do three series," yes, yeah. yeah, it would be Star Wars. It would. You could really step up with that kind of bravado and just be like. We're doing it, and they're already. I mean, it's all part of the. It's all part of the same company, you know. They've already, you know, yeah, Marvel's already, already done Marvel. Daredevil. It already all goes back to the mouse. Everybody's all friends. They get along very yeah. well. They know they're trustworthy, and the checks will clear. Sure. So you know, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. No, I, it it would happen. You know, I would think the key would be to make sure those Star Wars movies uh, and series are different, right. because that is probably what's what's keeping people from getting too buried down with Marvel stuff right. is the fact that the Thor movies are different than the Cap movies, which are different than the Guardians movies, which right. are different than the Ant-Man movies. Yeah. And Daredevil's different from S.H.I.E.L.D. I know, different yeah. networks, so yeah. So um, so I, I think I think if, if they're smart enough, which you have to assume 
they are because the parent company oversees the fact that it's already been done with Marvel. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's possible, but... I'm, I'm real curious now. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I it's not like I've seen all of the Netflix original series, but sure. the three that I've seen, I've been really super impressed with. And it's so changing how we watch TV. Yeah. Know, just like, to sit there and binge watch and everything. Changes how you tell the story. So. I... I haven't heard of any that people just don't like. Right. There are some that just aren't people's, you know, flavor. Like yeah. like Hem- Hemlock Groving for everybody. Yeah. But like Which I haven't watched. Have you watched that one? I've seen most of season one. Okay. Uh, and I want to go back and watch more because it's very it's very interesting. Right. And I dig it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to avoid getting into that one right now just because I've got to get caught up with Doctor Who first. So that needs to happen. You got to keep your fantasy sci-fi stuff. Yeah. You know, you don't yeah. want to. Is Orphan Black a Netflix series? It's not, but oh, okay. a lot of people really like that yeah, show. Yeah, apparently I'm, Catherine's husband, Nathan, just started watching it, and he's like, yeah, you need to check it out. So, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A couple but, biological clones like you two. I was about to say, like, that's, oh. why, that's why Nathan was apparently like, no, Catherine, seriously, you need to watch yeah. this. So, yeah, that'll be on my list of movies and TV that never ends, which is the problem you want to have. So, that's fine. Good problem. <laughs> There's too much awesomeness out there, not enough hours in the day. First nerd problems. It re- oh, hi, we should definitely yeah. make that a hashtag. Yeah, Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, chime, chime in on uh, if... You know, three series and a movie a year is too much Star Wars. Like, I, as long as you put in your mind, it's not going to be a lightsaber and everything mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. I guess it doesn't seem as overwhelming. It's true. Let's yeah, so many yeah. different aspects they can get. So they yeah, got, they got a lot of choices. Uh, some other talk uh, going around. Uh, Jenna Malone, uh, who is uh, on, who will be in Batman versus Superman, in a undefined role. Right. Now, a while ago, I want to say like fall, winter fall last year, there was talk that she was going to be uh, Carrie Kelly. Right. Um, the little Robin from Dark Knight, um, you see the, whenever the Robin's got the big like green glasses. Yeah. It's, it's that. Um, because she had orange hair. And so does uh-huh. so does Carrie Kelly. So it was never officially announced. People were no. just like, you know, people oh, just that's been what assuming. It's gonna be. Yeah, have they? They haven't said anything though. I mean, I know we've seen a little bit of the the Superman Buster Batman suit. Um, so I know there's parallels in between Batman versus Superman Strong, and yeah. and uh, the Dark Knight Returns. But have they actually come out and said yes? It's going to follow a lot of elements of that. So um, no, they haven't. It's okay. been clear that they're taking a lot of influence on the Batman's specific side. But if you do something as specific as cast someone as Carrie Kelly and say, you know, she is she is solely within the Dark Knight Returns yeah. universe, that would have been a huge step. So, But now they're saying not? Well, now there's a new rumor saying that she's going to be Barbara Gordon. Okay. Which like, oh, well now we see the confusion, red hair both ways. That's true. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of wondering... Barbara Gordon makes way more sense. It does. It also doesn't tie you into one universe. There's so many... There's Batgirls in so yeah, many Yeah, Batgirls in all the universes. Yeah. Carrie Kelly's in one specific universe. Right. So they, the writers and director would have a lot more freedom if they had her as Batgirl. Because you won't have the nerds coming up and saying, well, that's not the way it happened in the book. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and you're right. You're not pigeonholing yourself to one specific set of Batman right. rules. Especially... Ben Affleck maybe no spring chicken, but I don't think he's old enough to be the Batman in Dark Knight Returns. That guy was like sixties. I want to say like 
early sixties, okay. maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite. It, it, it'd been a while, right? Right. Um, yeah, I mean, there. I mean, there's so much influence. The costume, uh, yeah, the the super suit. They're all um, they're all like directly taken from Dark Knight. Right. I guess maybe as a filmmaker, you have it in your head first. You want to have Batman fight Superman. You look to the times, the many many times that it's happened, and I guess yeah, like that's when. They stood off most toe to toe, where there wasn't a third party. Um, you know, I think it was a Green Arrow. Didn't a Green Arrow shoot some Kryptonite arrows in it? Yes, Green Arrow okay. was involved in in that fight, very slightly tertiarily. And I was well, he, was he missing an arm or something? He was. Oh wow, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, that's a pole, man. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good book. Yeah, it is. It's still good. Yeah. I read it for the first time, like maybe two years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, so you you go to that for. I guess all all of its imagery that it's clearly taking. Now, also, this isn't the whole movie. No, the fight between Batman and Superman is. We're not making the, the whole biggest movie. deal out of it, of course. But yeah, sure. I guess you can't because it's in the title the too. Yeah, exactly. It's like they're going to fight. We yeah. know that, but we. I would by hope. the middle by the middle of the movie, that's got to be over. With, I, right? I'm just hoping that it doesn't last as long as the fight between Superman and Zod in the first movie because that <laughs> went on way too long. God, it did go on a while. Yeah, but like, hmm. I don't know, because th- this movie is actually kind of also weird, because it's not a Man of Steel sequel, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not it's it's not the first Justice League movie, right? I guess, from what we know, which is only so much, maybe you could classify it as, like, a Justice League prequel, because we have Wonder Woman in there. Um, hey, and if they're if they're trying to do a Marvel and, like, do the time, you know, introduce the characters a little bit here and then bring them in a little bit more next, rather than having an origin story for everybody in the same movie. Yeah, I mean, hey, yeah. go for it. Um, Even if they're only cameos in this movie, but, you know. I'm really hoping Wonder, Wonder Woman has a good part. She seems to be in at least... She's in one fight, we know. Okay. And we see her in, uh, in like, a ball gown with, with Bruce. Um... I think I think it's Bruce. Hmm. Oh, well, I think it's in the same time. <laughs> Tuxedoed person. Yeah. Maybe he sees her across the hall. You know, she's yeah. not his date. Oh no, so. I think there's a picture where they're dancing. Oh, okay. Right. Um, like, I'd really like to see a, a good amount of her. Yes. Yes. Um, when does that come out? Next year. Um, I th- want to say before. I think it's March. I think okay. it's March next year because I think they wanted to go. I know it's before Free Comic Book Day, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure it's before. And I, I know it's before Cap Three, okay. before Civil War, okay. which I think leaves like the only thing is March. Right. Okay. So, um, speaking of which, I finally read the Civil War issue one. Yeah. Last week. <laughs> it's just what is they were like. This superhero dies, this superhero dies, this superhero dies, and fifteen million people. And you're like, yeah. holy crap. Yeah, that was that was a that was a dark it's, issue. It was good. It's it's heavy. Yeah, yeah it was good. You I know like what? It. I've always like the with the Civil War storyline, I've always been very kind of um torn. Like I've never really been able to settle on where I fall. Right. You've got um Iron Man, who feels that all the supers should register. Right. Um, because of so many people getting killed because of inexperienced yeah, superheroes need, coming you, around. You so. need to train the people with power so they can 
you know, use them appropriately. Right. And hopefully, uh, with that, you also um, limit the amount of villains that right. would be there. Because you have these people who get training. And not. I would assume it's not just training with your powers, but it's just training on how to use them and how right. to use them appropriately. And if you're a crazy motherfucker with <laughs> some kind of boom-boom power, yes. then they spot that because right. you're in the system. Right. But on the other side, you have people getting registered and people getting yeah. controlled and people's freedoms being taken away. Yeah. And, you know, you go by the slippery slope argument, which does not always hold, but yeah, it could, it could get very scary very fast. But yeah. I guess over on, well, we got to see that in this issue of what it would have been like if it had gone forward, because we've got, you know, the wild West sort of area with caps yeah. people and they're all blowing stuff up as much as they want, but they are essentially free. And then you have Tony's side where they're very rigidly, you know, monitored and, and, and kids being taken away from their parents because like, well, you got powers. You got to come with us. You don't have a choice, but at the same time, probably less people die. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like tough. It's, it's tough. And, and I would assume, I would assume it, it, it that had to have been the hope yeah. of the writers is that you have a struggle choosing which side right. that, that, that you fall on. Um, cause it, it, I'm always, I'm for government, you know, taking care of the citizens sure. and keeping them safe. And, yeah. you know, sometimes that involves laws that are good for some and not good for others. Um, and sometimes, I mean, I, I tend to actually, unfortunately, go on the side of, you know, people like, oh, my freedoms are being taken away. It's like people talking about going through airport security. Yeah. And people always like to joke. They're like, yeah, one of these days we're just going to have to get on the planes naked with a paper sheet and that's all we've got. And I'm just like, if it keeps someone from blowing up the plane, I think I'm all right. You know, yeah, so I, I get down to that. I'm like, would I like wait. that? No, but I also... I also don't want someone to blow up the plane yeah. I'm sitting on. So like, yeah, way way the what what the outcomes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, because on the other hand, like I don't think I'd want to live in in Cap's kind of Wild West world, right? Because that typically leaves um, too much freedom for bullies yeah. to assert themselves. Yes. Yes. You know? And there would be a lot of them. I mean, it's that whole great power, great responsibility, or great power and great. Flaunting uh, of responsibility, <laughs> yeah, so, corrupts absolutely. There you go. That's yeah. a, that's the word I was yeah. looking for. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, it's a tough question, but that was a good issue. That was, was a really, good. it was, was a really good, good issue. Yeah. Yeah. And and Pete getting to reunite with uh, Mary Jane and his daughter. And then he's and, got Falcon's wings. So yeah, he's got that. Yeah. Was cool. That was which, a neat idea. Which was cool. And I'm thinking like, why? That's clearly Peter Parker, and he's clearly kind of still have his spider motif a little bit. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't have a mask because he's and he, doesn't, he doesn't have a, a mask because I'm assuming this follows the same storyline. So he was revealed. He was revealed because he the was same on time. he was on Iron Man's side, right? But Iron Man's the guy who says that we shouldn't be masked. Yeah. So so I guess he got revealed, but he, he revealed himself. Revealed? Oh, he does, yeah, but he, he still goes over onto Cap's side. Yeah, uh, Spider Man flip flops kind of uh-huh. once he sees got it. like how things work out. Got it. Got it. Um. But, uh, oh, shit, I kind of lost where <laughs> so I was going. I derailed us. We were talking yeah. about Batman versus Superman. There's, and then there's said, a thing in there. And we said when it was coming out, so and that's coming out. And we were uh, you said that it's coming out before Captain America Civil War. And yeah. then I dragged us off into the Civil War topic. So that's fine. That's fine. It's a relevant book that's only like a couple weeks old. Yeah. Um, people should check it out. Yes. Uh, but screw it. As long as we're talking comic books, <laughs> let's, get, in, let's get into uh, this week's Mighty Stack. Yeah. Top of the top of the pile, 
uh, is uh, no surprise if you know what came out last week. 1602, uh, Witch Hunter Angela, number two. Man. Uh, we said at the end of talking about this book uh, last week, when they advertised the 1602 Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like, well, clearly, clearly we're excited we're for this We're absolutely already. going yeah. to read it, yes. Uh, and it does not disappoint. The 1602 Guardians uh, are still uh, every bit the Guardians you know, while also still being this Renaissance-esque mm-hmm. versions of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, They're actually... Traveling players, I suppose, you know? Performers. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, not like minstrels or anything, but like... A little I, bit. Like, a, like a Peter, however his name is said in the nice 1602 like or something or like that. Pytor. He's a jester, I suppose. He's a bard, know? bard and jester. Yeah, master of mystery, and she says yeah. something like the mystery is why anybody thinks he's funny yeah. at all, so... Yeah. I really liked... The groupman. Yes, the groupman was good. Yeah. So that's our, our um, group. The she, you know, let's pull that up. <laughs> Every yeah, everybody gets, and then we even have Rocket, who I guess is actually intelligent, but has no. It's groupman who's taken the vow of silence. I guess yes, so. groupman, groupman has taken a vow of silence. Uh, groupman has the companion um, of the raccoon, which has a name. Yes, um, but uh, is described as. Um, unusually intelligent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and leave no ale within his reach. Yes. <laughs> Fair warning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, goodness gracious. Uh, the art's really beautiful. It's Stephanie Hans. Yes, yeah, more it's Stephanie amazing. Hans, who we've been in love with forever. And the other, you know, they always have, her books do tend to always have at least one other person working on certain sections. And the other sections were good too, but I just, her... Her bits were just wonderful. Uh, yeah, Irene Co is mm-hmm. the um, other artist mm-hmm. uh, in the book. Um, but yeah, uh, Piedar O'Kill, 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 something. Yeah. He's got some weird name. I'm guys. sure it's got. A, I'm sure it's got a Middle East, uh, uh, Middle East. That's not what I'm thinking of. European, yeah. Irish, European, maybe? something like that. Uh, um, but Madame Gamora, spelled differently. Okay, I get it. Easy, yeah. easy, yeah. easy yeah. peasy. Um, Goodman Root. Um, right on the nose. Aruchun, mm-hmm. uh, Aruchun. I wondered if it was something about some strange Aruchan? spelling of rocket or raccoon. Or I don't something. know. Yeah, that so, one. Yeah. That one's way off. I mean, like, we get into the the English language is kind of a rat bastard, so they could be playing with the fact that that looks like it's this, but it's actually pronounced like this. Yeah, like they also talk about um, Drax, but they call him uh, Arthur. Um, which actually, uh, I think is his real name. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, Drax. We always call him Drax the Destroyer. Drax so, yeah, is not actually the... his name. Drax is a, is a nickname. Oh, oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we see the crew and we see how their Renaissance versions relate back to uh, the the ones we know. Drax has the tattoos. Um, Peter throws these little firework grenades, you know, much like his, his guns. He's got the big red lens mm-hmm. uh, sunglasses. So it's it's a lot of fun. Like, And then the, the dynamic between Angela and Sarah is just wonderful. And yeah, Sarah, tells this, Sarah tells this great story that's pretty much just to embarrass Angela. And so it's, once it's again, hilarious. The flashback yeah. is really the gem of, of this book. Like, the book itself is, is good. And the story that uh, is... 
honestly, it's the background because this, the flashbacks are always the kind of the best. Because it's, they did it differently from the way that they did the Angela, the original Angela. In yeah. those, the flashbacks were Stephanie Hans's work. In this, Stephanie Hans does the main story and someone else does the yeah. flashbacks. So I actually, I actually like the main story better oh, do because you? I am so in love with Stephanie Hans's artwork. I it's, think. It's, I mean, I think the yeah. other art was great, and the story was funny, but I liked the I like, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I think the flashback was, was a way more enjoyable story, but, like I said, the, the, the main story is also... Yeah, like, it's kind of hard to rate them, both yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I really liked how Sarah was changing the some of the facts around, because Angela kind of harumps a little bit, right. so Sarah knows quickly, uh, you know, the story about Angel... How did you know Oh, oh, Angelo. <laughs> of course. Yeah, and definitely so, Angelo. And sometimes the the scenes that you're seeing playing in the flashback don't quite match the words that she's saying. Yeah. So, you know, she's playing a little fast and loose with the facts. The, so. the imagery is always what really happens. Exactly. So it's the story of essentially how the, the 1602 Angela and Sarah met. Mm-hmm. Um, but she keeps referring to uh, Angela as Angelo. Right. But everything else seems like... Probably pretty true. Yeah. Um, and it's this real sweet story about um, Heimdall falling in love, but the contract uh, was invalid for whatever reason. It's kind of kind of vague. Yeah. And so because Heimdall lays with his what he thought wife. Yep. It's actually illegal, and because we know Angela to be such a stickler for the for the rules, even more so now that she's following technically following Doom's rules. Yeah, so yeah, she's been a hard ass about she it. She sentences Heimdall to death because that's that's the punishment. Yep, uh, and everyone kind of gets real um, up in arms about it. No one, no one feels it's it's fair and, and all this. And every time, um, you know, Sarah kind of really goes off script we get one panel back into the storytelling world <laughs> where, where angela's uh, just like yeah let's move it along you know? yeah. yeah um but it's fun because i also feel it it just echoes the original story that uh we got in the angela book mm-hmm. um just enough to be familiar yeah uh in that one uh, in this 1602 story sarah's a nun uh in the angela uh angel uh Assassin of Asgard. Yes. Um, she is a, another kind of clergy, like, monk. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's and it's, the, the story itself is fun, you know, like, spoilers for... Spoilers, 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 as usual. Everything, guys, you know, for the rest of this podcast, pretty much. <laughs> um, you know, Sarah, is, uh, the, the Angelo is enamored by Sarah uh, and wants to um, contract her to be... His wife, mm-hmm. uh, Sarah, plays a little trickery, changed the contract, and now Angela uh, is a victim of poor contract. Right. She uh, thought that she was getting Sarah. Married. Yeah, she thought she was getting married, but in reality, she was getting kind of bound to Sarah to go out and fight these problems in the world. Yeah, and the Faustians and yeah, the Yeah, exactly, the, exactly. So that's, that's why she's going out and fighting it, because she was really into Sarah, and Sarah tricked her, and Sarah's totally not sorry. Not yeah. even a little. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's kind of different here, and as to we... Because everything else in the imagery seems to be the true story, and it's mm. the words that are flubbed, mm. it seems that in this world, Angela had romantic feelings for Sarah, right. as where... Before in um, Asgard's assassin, 
it was kind of ambiguous, but I, there was definitely um, a uh, connection. I don't know. I'd always, I always felt it was kind of, yeah, it was a little more ambiguous in that world than it is here, but I definitely thought they were trying to play up the idea that, you know, she was in love with her. And her wife, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, if I had to put money down, I would definitely yeah. say there was romantic feelings. But they're being a little more clear about it in this one. So yeah. She did think she was getting married. Yeah. Or Angelo thought he was getting married. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Lord Angelo. A Lord yeah, totally. Angelo show. Totally. I believe that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but yeah, I really like the main story as well uh, with... Um, um, the Enchantress? Is she well, oh, it's a Faustian. Yeah, it's another Faustian who made a deal with the, the Enchantress, but I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, because uh, he... Edward... He had uh, uh, the deal was to make this other woman fall in love with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember uh, the the name that they use because once you once you see the names, like oh okay, I see where I see what we're gonna see because these names are so um, they make them so close to the the original names that we used to know. Um, it fuck, it might take me a minute to find it. It's essentially uh, Eddie Brock, the original Venom. Ah. Got it. So the you know monster... What? I did not know that. Oh, you didn't get it? I had no, no idea. No. Nope. I just thought it was a dude who'd made a woman fall in love with him. I didn't know he was... No, this is somebody. Venom. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And nice. they, even, they even bold uh, Venom as a word um, initially. Um, he's got the long tongue. He's kind of got some tendril kind of things going on. Um there's no thwip thwip, you know, web no. swinging or anything. That would probably be too obvious. There. Yeah, so, that yeah. might be a little on the nose. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, as soon as I saw the name, um, it, it's this story about uh, it's like Edward, I don't know, fucking Brockington. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, oh, okay. So this is this is maybe Spider-Man related. This is maybe uh, at least Venom related. Yeah, this will be fun. We've said before, you know, I don't really know much about Venom, and then when I see Carnage, it's yeah. just like, oh yeah, the red Venom. Yeah, so, you know, and yeah, I mean, even Eddie Brock is an old Venom at this point, right? Right. right. Um, but uh, Venom as the symbiote is also in Guardians of the Galaxy currently. Got it. Um, but with Flash Thompson. Ah, all right, all yeah. right. I'm learning, picking yeah. things up. Yeah, nice. So it's it's fun. It's I mean, there's still more to the book that we haven't we haven't talked about. Um, it's really beautiful. It, I mean, yeah. The, this is just one of those books where the art alone is is worth it. But um, Marguerite Bennett is also just such a a great writer. We've enjoyed everything we've read from her. Mm-hmm. That you know, this this book is, I think, definitely top top five Secret Wars books that, so. that we keep enjoying. Yeah, yeah what's well, so this one? Uh, Marvel Zombies. Marvel Zombies. Um, the X secret- Babies. X Babies, absolutely. Yeah, the, yeah. the Avengers versus X Men. Is it the Secret Wars book, the one that's the continuing story the main of book. Doom? The main one. Yeah, yeah. The main, oh, yeah, of course, that main book. I am. Well, you, we say, of course, that main one, but that's not always the case. Sometimes the tertiary books are more fun, but this True. one, Secret Wars, yeah, is good. I am yeah. hurting for the next one. That's next week? Um, as in, like, the week of this podcast release? Mm, probably not. No. Huh? Okay. Mythic? <laughs> Mythic number. This is three, right? Fucking thing doesn't hardly even... Yeah, yeah. number three. Oh, okay. Mythic number three. Continues to be the weirdest kind of non-sequitur combination of events. It's just... It opens up with a baby fighting an alligator, which is weird enough. Add to it that the baby is talking perfectly normally like yeah. an adult and then you scale back and realize the baby is also huge like yeah. giant, giant sized giant and, baby. and also seems to be in charge of a lot of these people giant the yeah. yeah it's just 
And that's how the book opens up. Yeah. You know, first you see the baby, then you hear the baby talking, then you see the baby is ginormous and possibly immortal. I don't know. So, baby, you know, baby answers a phone call. And it answers a phone call. It at one point asks if anybody's got a juice box because yeah. it's feeling kind of gassy, you know, so just <laughs> really. And that's how it starts, you know, and then like Phil, Phil Hester, who is the writer of this book, <laughs> I feel like he got the flu, had like a week of fever dreams. Yeah. Wrote them down. Crazy, crazy ass fever dreams. And yeah. and now is is assembling his fever dreams into a narrative that on one hand, still It holds still together. Holding. Yeah. It is. Still a narrative, still a, a long overarching story. These um these kind of paranormal protectors of the earth, I guess. And he just keeps tossing tidbits. It's like here, have this, here have this. Yeah. And gets like, uh through all of these very weird. Uh, the mountain has to fuck the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, People like, have to lie down and tickle the udders of cows as they go by because they're not milking, you know? Yeah. So, yes. The, 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 the cows in Switzerland in this book have stopped producing milk. So, oh, because of the pasteurization dwarves. Yes. Something yes. has gone wrong because I guess that's their job. They're slacking off. Slacking yes. off. So they send two of, of this group to Switzerland. Uh, and I guess the band-aid for that situation is to lie down, and as the cows walk over you and around you, you tickle the udders. Yep, and that makes them give milk, because that's what happens. Which It'll is work the, for 24 hours. The strange thing is, I feel like I've heard that before. Like, that's actually an old English I would, kind of method, you know? That's something that you do. You I know? would be so thrilled to find out that as weird as these are, so now how some of the names are recognizable, mm-hmm. like um, in this book, we discover that the main bad guy that we may be facing is um, Surtur, uh, who is a Norse, mm-hmm. um, a, a Norse god. Right. Um, like to find out, like t- tickling cow udders and pasteurization dwarves, although it's probably some. Different I language. Find out from the first book about the shambling, ugly woman that came in and monsters popped yeah. out of the boils in her face and covered him with goo. But if you spit on the goo, it dissolves. If that's a real, honest to God myth, <laughs> I totally, I would not be surprised though. There are stranger things out yeah. there, you know. Like, uh, at least speaking for myself, um, we like I've I've been raised and I know there of of this very Western European. Uh, set of mythology, pretty much English only. Yeah. Um, Greek mythology. Yeah. Um, in Greek, um, yeah. that's the also like Roman, Egyptian, like, yeah, I guess also the, the, the big cultures. Um, we get, we're kind of taught some of those. But then you get into like the, the finer North mythologies, uh, I, like Ireland mm-hmm. um, and Eastern European, which I can only assume will just give me nightmares. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Like, there's so many more mythologies that we have no idea. Whenever, like, I find out about a couple of them, like, it seems super interesting. Like, Krampus. Oh, yeah. Ten that's years ago. Off. Yeah. Like, ten years ago, nobody knew what a Krampus was except for the people in Germany. That movie's, now, that movie's going to be off the hook. Yeah, did you see be. Did you see stuff from the panel about it? For no, no. Oh, God. It's going to be so weird. Yeah. Oh, man. I just saw the stuff they had uh, in the legendary movie. Oh, God. Weird. Like, it creeps. It, it, it 
gets up into our, our general zeitgeist of pop culture. It's funny, they make a comment at one point because they say, you know, oh yeah, and take what's-his-name with you, and they're like, oh, the janitor, no way, and they're like, come on, he's helpful, because like, he's not bright enough to get into trouble, and he's not a real cyclops anyway, and they're like, hey, that second eye, he's very sensitive about that, it's a birth defect, do not that, give him a hard time, and I'm like, it's just all like, me up. it was just, and he is, you see this guy, he's got this one giant eye, yeah. the one little eye on he's the side. He's got like one, like, like oh. clearly unnatural eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a cyclops with two eyes. So weird. Yeah. But I heard a, I, I've heard a story years ago, someone had written a story about a cyclops that all cyclopses are born with the second eye separately and they keep it in a little tin with them. So oh. I'm just like, I don't know if that's a real thing or something that that very clever author thought up, but I don't know. Maybe his, so his second eye just didn't get bored second, you know? I yeah. Don't know so, I don't know. I don't know. So weird. Yeah. Like, even Baba Yaga I didn't hear about until, shit, maybe late high school. Yeah. I, I think, I feel like I heard about that in, almost, I think I heard about it in Girl Genius, because they had a, a traveling caravan that was two chicken legs, and they were like, yep, that's Baba Yaga over there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, what? So, that's a thing. So, like, if if Phil Hester's actually managed to comb the, 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 the cultures of the world and have pulled all of these kind of maybe the weirdest of them. Yeah. Um, this whole, this whole giant baby lizard fight is because this family's job is to walk around a hole a thousand paces. And if they don't, the lizard comes out. That's right. And they gave it to the kid this time and she got distracted by butterflies. And then the giant baby made a whole bunch of butterflies for her. That sounds like a homeless person's ranting. It does, but you know, they get their rants from someplace, you know, they're tapped into something we don't even the see. The collective unconscious, that's what it is. So, man, um, it's, it's it's so weird it would not surprise me if it was based in some kind of like myth that actually exists. I would I would, you know? I would love to know for for sure. We'll have to look it up. Yeah. And research that one. Um like it's it's kind of like when you're reading Saga and you turn the page and you see the thing that can't be unseen except it's not vulgar. No. And instead it's just a situation your brain has guaranteed never, ever conceived in your life. And then it makes it even weirder that everybody else in the situation is like, so oh, it's this again. Fine. Go finish walking around the hole. You yeah. Know, it's just very like bizarre. Everyone else is so nonchalant about these weird things. And then one guy, the new guy, is having a problem with something. They're like, really? You asked this after you just helped a cloud fuck a mountain? And yeah. they're like, it's, she's got a point. She really yeah. does. Yeah. Like, even even he's already one foot in. Yeah. Like, something, he gets he gets a little nervous about some things. Uh, he's he's one that has to lay in the in the field and tickle cow udders. But he's just worried about one of the cows stepping on him. Purely yeah. normal like worries. He's, He's he's clearly already bought into it, and now his worries are are these other things. Yeah, it's he's he's getting acclimated. Is what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, which which is interesting. Like time, the the the, the time lapse is up in the air. Honestly, it's not even an, an issue because you're too distracted by the weird it's stuff. It's true. We on. have no idea how many days have gone by, do we? No, not yeah. since the first issue when okay. when this kid kind of joins the group. Okay. We know. A good amount of time has passed. I'd say no more than six months. Right. Because it's right. still new to him and he's still learning. Yeah. But he's, like you said, he's, he's acclimated pretty well. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, Mythic. <laughs> um, Definitely worth a look. You should just check it out. It'll give you dreams. Probably. Wouldn't it'll give you dreams. There's going to be something that's going to show up in a nightmare at some point. I'm like, damn you, Mythic. <laughs> God, it's either that or Saga 1. Yeah, yeah one, yeah. one of them. Oof. 
so back to uh, the the world of battle. Thor's number two came out, um, and this one this was not definitely a book that uh, I've been excited for for more of. Watching uh, CSI Thor's <laughs> is so delightful. It really is. Um, like and and just to see the. Uh, the, the Thors in the background, and, yeah. and like so many variant Thors, like we're so <laughs> used to, like Odin's son, and only recently uh, Jane Foster being the Thors that, like half of us for, forgot about Throg, the Thor frog. That's right, and Throg is actually riding on a giant wolf, who I'm not familiar. <laughs> that's his name. Is that a thing that we knew? Is that a thing? I don't know. Okay, I saw that and I was like, that's really cool looking, but I don't know if that's a thing that existed before and I just didn't know about it, but I do like it. I yeah. And it's very yeah. fun. I, I don't know if, if he's been around, but I'll go out on a limb and say that Groot Thor no one saw coming. And he looks so good. He does really does. So and every time I see Storm Thor, I'm like... Oh, that's a badass. Because they didn't just do her with the mohawk, which mm-hmm. is awesome. They did her with the mohawk and the helmet with the wings on the yeah, ears. Yeah, she's and got like a tiara so and wings. Oh, it's, it looks so good. She she's looks a like a fucking yeah, badass. That's awesome. She just looks badass. Yeah. Um, not in this book, but actually in another book um, I, uh, I breezed through. There's a, another zone where She-Hulk is the Thor. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and she has a little gavel for a Mjolnir. Oh, that's uh, and so it's, awesome on so many levels. And it's brought up to her, like, your hammer's kind of small, isn't it? She goes, I'm the hammer. Oh, that's awesome. Right? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. I like that on so many. You could just break that down into all the reasons yeah. why it's cool. So, that's um, cool. If you guys want to get in on that book, that one was Captain Britain and the Defenders, I think. Okay. All right. I'll have to um, check that one out. That, yeah, I totally missed that, that one. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. So in the last Thor's book, um, we have this body showing up everywhere. We find out it's the same body. We find out this body is Jane Foster from... All of the battle world realms. Right. Also, that all of the bodies... I don't know if we found this out in the last book or this book, but apparently all the bodies were all killed a long time ago and have been dug up and deposited yes. places. So it's, That's, We learned that one in this book. Okay, all right. Because I knew they were talking about they had discovered the bodies late, but I hadn't realized that they had been dug up from someplace yeah, and they, placed someplace. They, they're so. putting it together that... Um, all the bodies have been killed a while ago. And that someone wants them to find it yeah. because they're digging them up. Yeah, so, so Ultimate Thor is the... Uh, I, I don't I don't watch those shows. The David Caruso of... I, yeah, whatever. He's, of, of, of the group. He's, he's our main character. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is uh, revered to be the best Thor of the Thor Corps, mm-hmm. um, which gives him the name Ultimate Thor. Mm-hmm. Although I think... I think that's a nickname. I think his Thor name is Leif Thorikson. Something like that. Because I think in the Ultimate Universe, he was going by the name Leif Erikson. Okay. All right. Anyway, small, small details. We see um, the unworthy Thor with metal arm and, and tattered cloak and... Uh, born Jorn. Yeah. The axe. Yeah. Carrying so, around. So the uh, uh, 1601... Six, the six one six. The six one six. The one, the one we saw next to Jane Foster. Right. Thor. 
Right, Lady so Thor. it's definitely, you know, it's the Thor that we're most used to. The one we, ju- we were just reading. Right, yeah. exactly. But it's interesting because he is standing next to Ultimate Thor, and he's like, they still call you Ultimate Thor? And he's yeah. like, yeah, what do they call you? And Arthur, I always think of him as Arthur, but Arthur is like drunk mostly, so yeah. he's still not very happy. But it was just a nice meta moment. He was like, still calling you Ultimate <laughs> Thor? And I'm like, yes, they do. We all yeah. do, because that's who he is, but... Because we literally have all these Thors, and like granted, we have Storm Thor and Groot Thor and, mm-hmm. and, and these other Thors, but Odin's son, like just to use the broadest, I guess, name possible, there's a lot of Odin's son Thors in here. Yeah, yeah, there really are. But this one is the one that, you know, lost the arm, was unworthy, yes, all that. Can't carry the hammer. Uh, and has he some seems, information, too. He seems to know something yeah what that is uh is still unclear but he's saying like unworthiness is freedom uh, i totally yeah. see it because all these thors i i think he knows something about the doom situation is what he was hinting at you know that i, I think, know i know more than you possibly know and all these yeah. things i think somehow he's he's where the in all these books the cracks show in the seams eventually and i think he's where the cracks are showing except of course for the him. fact that something is traveling between worlds and killing the same person in different incarnations yeah. that's kind of a big crack in the seam right there so. it, yeah it's definitely weirding out the thors because i i guess they weren't really privy to that knowledge i don't i mean every zone has a thor yeah and i guess so that thor once becoming a Thor, just goes back and kind of patrols their zone. They don't cross over zones often. No. Uh, we do find out that there is a hierarchy of, mm. of Thors. This book begins with um, Beta Ray Bill's um, funeral. Yeah. His, his, uh, his wake. Uh, and um, the Odin Thor, the police chief, essentially. Ultimate Thor. Uh, well, no, the police chief. Oh, the Thor. Odin. Yeah, Odin. Yes. Yeah. Who is not. They talk about Allfather, but Allfather it's is Doom. Doom so yeah. Odin is not the Allfather. He's yet. just the police chief. <laughs> he is, and he's Thor bitter, chief. bitter, bitter, bitter. But. Um, he's talking about uh, the years of service that uh, Beta Ray Bill put in, and he, in dialogue, broke down that like three different classes between like beat cop, officer, detective. But you know what else comparably. he said? He said it was 35 years since he started being a Thor. Yep. So I'm like, has, is that how long Doom's world has actually been going on? Or is nope. that more of that veil that's been going on? So. That's the veil because uh, I think Strange told us in the last uh, the last Secret Wars book, it's been like eight years. Was it eight years that it's been around? Or was that eight years since they discovered um, our, our the rescue shuttle, yeah. but they didn't open it? Because they discovered it. No, I think that's been four years. Okay. All right. If I remember correctly... Right. Of which I am untrustworthy <laughs> with memory. All right, all right, all right. It was eight years since the creation of Battleworld. Okay. And uh, like four years so sitting on that So definitely other... hard and fast playing with people's memories. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, if, and if not Doom, somebody. Or is he playing with memories or could he be playing with time? Maybe it for maybe for those Thors it has been that amount of time, you know? I, well, I would Probably assume, more I would assume likely that's still memories. memories. Yeah, yeah, that would make more sense to me. Yeah, I could see it too. But that's, once again... I I saw that and I was like, 35 years? Yeah. Whoa, wow. Okay. Um, so Ultimate Thor um, is still, like now, now that Beta Ray Bill, his partner, is dead, he is dedicated to solving this mystery because he knows um, that Beta Ray's death is connected to, um, to whatever's been going on and whoever 
is deliberately messing with uh, with the Thors. It seems yeah. directly. This is only seems to be de- de- uh, affecting the Thor core. Yeah, and Jane Foster, obviously, and, 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 and Jane Foster, who uh, they said. Uh, I believe they said every Jane Foster is right, gone now. Right. They said they're all gone, but I don't think they've recovered all the bodies yet. No. Because I, yeah, th- I have a theory about what we're going to see. Okay. I would like to hear well, your I don't, theory. Well, I don't know. I, the, the theory is not fully fledged. Sure, sure, sure. I, a seedling of theory. Yeah. I don't know yet who's responsible, mm-hmm. though we did meet up at the end of this book with Loki, who definitely yes. knows more than he's telling. And I thought Loki was really very directly responsible for Beta Ray Bill's death. I mean, he was there. He, he was, was there. talking to to Beta Ray, yeah. uh, saying that the, oh, the, like the secrets that he has, the truths he could reveal. Yeah. And then we go away from that scene. Yeah. And then when we come back, Beta Ray's dead, okay. and Loki has disappeared. Well. I think all of the Jane Fosters are probably dead except for one, and that's the Jane Foster who's actually currently Thor. Yes. So Who I think we've seen. I can't remember right, right now. Right. But I, th- I think it's related to that. I think somebody wants to try to make sure that she doesn't become Thor, and I have the strangest feeling like Odin's involved. You think Police Chief Odin? I think he might. I think he might. I don't think he wanted any Thor to die for it. Yeah. But, you know, he's certainly violently opposed to the yeah. new... If he found out that she was Thor, I could see him possibly taking oh, matters into Oh, yeah, playing he, back on the old sexism from, from before Secret Wars. He sent the Destroyer after to try and kill her. He certainly wasn't yeah. going to try and, like, neutralize have, her or whatever. We do know? have Storm as as a female Thor. No, but I didn't think it was more of the uh, misogynistic side. Oh, okay. It's just that whole idea. I think whatever rage he had before Secret maybe Wars and Battle Wars is carried over and yeah. this Odin for whatever reasons maybe who knows the veil might also slightly drive you crazy. I just I really I feel like he's possibly involved cuz well, if uh if anybody had a mad on for yeah. Jane Foster if he found out that that's yeah. who she was, which he didn't, so that puts a little wrinkle into my theory. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, it's possible because if Jason Aaron, who is who is writing this, yes. and Jason Aaron has been writing the Thor books before. Right. Jason Aaron's been a superstar um, for for Marvel, and actually just in general. Um, if he plays it kind of like the police procedural, it's reflecting. It is not without. It is not outside the the realm of possibility that someone in the Thor Corps is doing this. Right, right. Like it would be someone within the police ranks. Right. It's um, it's not Loki because that would be way too obvious. You know. That, it is. Yeah. No. Yeah. Loki is definitely the the, the red herring of, yeah. of this. Yeah. Yeah. They did arrest him as a suspect, but that's it. Yes. So, yeah. Um. Only to kind of the last page reveal a new body is found, also dead for a while, recently moved, essentially to be found. Not Jane Foster anymore, Donald Blake. Now, I don't know who Donald Blake is. There was a time in the Marvel Universe where Odin took the the, the, the powers from Thor mm. and made him essentially a normal human being. Okay. Thor took the identity of Donald Blake, who uh, oh. was uh, became a doctor. Okay. Um, and actually, I think for a while, didn't even know he was Thor. Oh. Interesting. So, and once again, Odin's hand is involved in that one. So. Yeah. So there's an over, and there's also an overlap of time where Donald Blake gets those memories and can at will change into Thor and back and forth. So Donald Blake is essentially the alter ego of Thor. Huh. So 
that's why at the end of this book, Ultimate Thor is looking at Donald Blake and you kind of get the idea there's something in his brain that's vibrating. Yeah, because he even there's, says, he's like, I don't know that name, but why do I have this feeling like I should? Yeah. You know, so. Like, that's that's the veil beginning to, 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 to crack. Yeah. Okay, all of that, yeah. that's This is going to be really interesting. I really... I, and yeah. who was the artist on this one? Um, let's find out. Uh, pencilers uh, Chris Sprouse and Goran Sudzuka. You're welcome on the podcast anytime to correct us. Come on. Anytime, please. You can pronounce your own name. Yes. Uh, Inker's Carl Story and Dexter Vines. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. Through the whole book. Really beautiful. Good colors, too. Very good colors. Uh, that would be Marta uh, Garcia. Nice. Nice. Good cool. job, you guys. It was awesome. I really like yes. it. Yes. Uh, this book is also, like, a really well, well-crafted. Like, I mean, is there a book that doesn't look good right now? Well, eh, some of the some of the secret worlds and battle worlds ones are a little hit or miss for me. Siege, like the, um, Siege was different, Siege but was I didn't different. hate it. No, um, the the one with um, um, the Wolverine Battle World book, um, the Wolverine story in the Battle World anthology book. Yeah, yeah, I did not like that art. No, and then the guy in the arena. <sighs> What the hell was his name? Lightning some, no, Lightning something. Was it Lightning or Hurricane Dan or what the hell was his name? Thunderbolt Ross? Thunderbolt Ross. Oh, Thank you very much. Oh, oh that yeah. one, that one. Yeah. It was kind of meh on the art on that one. Wasn't bad, but I was kind of meh. Wasn't bad, but I, I wouldn't hate it. Good writing would definitely overshadow the, the artwork. Yeah. Another book uh, that I also really enjoyed and talking about fucking beautiful books. Mm-hmm. Star Wars number seven uh, came out. Breaking up the last story arc, uh, and just before the uh, oncoming of Stuart Eminem, uh as as artist again. So excited! Again, more Jason Aaron. Oh, nice! Yeah, tells yeah, this yeah. story about um, Ben Kenobi as he is on Tatooine, the guardian of of Luke Skywalker from the shadows, now from I, the distance. I haven't read a lot of the books, which I know a lot of the books are not canon anymore, and certainly nothing in Dark Horse. Have we ever had a story about young Luke Skywalker? Like, kid Luke Skywalker? Um, well, none that I know of, and I would assume no one was really writing about little kid Skywalker, because you can't mess with it too much. I'm sure there's been some young Ben Kenobi stories. True, true, but this is it's funny how I saw him and and I'm sure it was intentional that I kept seeing him and thinking young Anakin, you know, because Mm. they both grew up on the same planet same desert environment I'm sure they have a lot of similar looks Um, but yeah, it was just, it's, it's suddenly one of those things that hits you and you're like we don't know anything about young Luke's childhood. Like, no, it's like no, it's all there. just kind of a breeze. And this so. is a great little bit of history they grow in there. I mean, you wouldn't think it'd be possible. They're on a desert planet, but they're going through a drought. And I'm like, well, that <laughs> really sucks. Damn. Yes. But but it's it's where things are really desperate. And Jabba's people are, of course, stealing people's water because mm-hmm. they can. And they're thugs. And people That's are what dying. They do. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Hi there, car. Hi, car. <laughs> um... Yeah, and so Obi-Wan, who is trying so incredibly hard to keep things low-key, uh, is really tolerating this. Yeah, He's letting things kind of go by for the most part. He's not stepping up and stopping them, but he is kind of tossing a little force here and there yeah. to you know disrupt Jabba's business. He's definitely got... 
he's got an idea he doesn't want to get involved. He is supposed yeah. to lie low. I guess he really wishes that he could have been training Luke, but of course, Uncle Owen is not going to allow that. But Probably fan, uh, follow him out on some damn fool adventure. That's or damn straight. <laughs> We've heard that before. But So his job was really just to go there and just look after Luke Pretty much, bit, yeah. just from a distance, not yeah. have anything to do with him, but just and, make sure he didn't get into trouble. And Ben Kenobi is struggling, like, because he feels, he feels like he's falling apart. Like, he has one job to do, and although it is an important job, um, it means he's not doing anything else. He feels useless. Um, he, I was wondering kind of for a little bit if he couldn't use his force powers very much because maybe the emperor would sense that and find him. Oh, I forgot about he that. Is, yeah. yeah, he is, yeah. as far as he knows, perhaps the last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he does kind of have a, a meditation moment and he's got stuff floating around him. So I'm like, all right, well... I guess you're not a little that bit. worried about that aspect. I suppose. But yeah, um, definitely not getting in. I mean, not causing a stir. And certainly if you got in trouble with Jabba and Jabba started running his mouth about it, that could get back yeah, to Vader very quickly. So, so, yeah. Like, it still makes sense to, to stay low. You don't want to flash around the lightsaber. You don't want people nope. talking about Jedis. Nope. Nope. Uh, so he, he just kind of uses the Force to make guns misfire and to, you know, knock things over and just kind of help out the people because he's still a good person. And the injustice that's going on around him is really eating at him. Yeah. This is all eating at him. Um, we do get to see a great, you know, force against the weak-minded moment when Jabba's thugs try to go and mess with the farm and he sees them there and he just, all he does is he just wants to convince them to go away. And yeah. so they're like, well, you got a desperate old man? He's like, I think you need to get home before this death storm happens and I need to mind my own business. Mm. They're like, oh, we're going to get home before this death storm happens and you need to mind your own business. I'm like, that was cool. I yeah. like that. That was fun. Um, but uh, when trouble comes to uh, the Lars Moisture Farm, uh, Obi-Wan has to step in. But very badassly, he just essentially makes a dust storm mm -hmm. uh, using the Force and just takes guys out. In, in, in the under the cover of the sand. Yep. Yep. Uh, very wickedly. And I guess I guess they were transporting a lot of water because he ends up giving it back to a lot of people. I suppose, yeah. but nobody knows that he did it. They don't. You know, nope. Luke doesn't know it. He's the people don't know who attacked him. Tatooine's uh, hidden guardian. There you go. Mysterious yeah. guardian uh, yeah. in the dust. Um, I mean, those those are the the definitely the highlights uh, of. Who was the artist on Star Wars again? Did we figure out how to say oh, his name? Simon. Uh, Simon. Uh, Bianchi? Bianca, Bianca? Bianchi? Or... Oh, wait a minute. I took Italian. Um, <laughs> Aren't you Italian already? I am. But that doesn't <laughs> mean I was born... Shouldn't this be like genetically built language. into you? Yeah. Um, Don't you automatically know how to pronounce this stuff? I, I think it's Bianchi. Okay. All right. uh, it's a C-H-I, but C-H... Is that like Chianti? Yeah. Isn't that supposed but, to be uh, C-H doesn't make a... a Ch sound. Okay. C-I does. Okay. That's why chow is spelled C-I-A-O. Oh, so they have them backwards. Then. Yeah, it's, so a, little, it's a little weird. Oh, okay. So I think it's uh, Simon uh, Bianchi. And Simon um, spelled Simone, but it's yeah. not Simone. It's Simon. Uh, yeah, the book is so gorgeous. I really love uh, his work, which sometimes can be a little too European painting artistic, right, right. Uh, which makes for a great cover, but poor panel to panel. Uh, but this one, I, I felt held together really well. And I think uh, they did. I think they did a good job of. He did a good job of trying to merge Ewan McGregor, Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi, with. Help me out here, brain fart. 
Oh, Alec Guinness? Alec Guinness, yes. uh, It was Alec Guinness, wasn't it? Sir Alec Guinness. Who never really liked the... Never liked the character. Didn't get it. Sorry, dude. And that's what you're known for. Bridge Over the Rift for Kwai is also very good. Never seen it. Yeah, it's good. Um, It's a classic. Some other books that we also enjoyed. uh, Gotham by Midnight Annual, number one, um, is just a little story about the gentleman ghost. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has a face, which, you know, some people might, uh, take some umbrage with. But he's always, well, no, he's not always wearing glasses. He's sometimes wearing big glasses that hide his eyes. Sometimes, but usually the character has no head, and uh, it's just a floating top hat. That goes to show how much I know about Gentleman Ghost, nah, which is very I, amazing. honestly, I know mostly from cartoons. Oh, okay. Right, um, right. X-Men 92 remains to be probably the wordiest book on the shelf. <laughs> which I did not read, yet, which because I did not have time. is... Tough. I actually stopped reading the captions. Oh, really? Yeah. I stopped reading the captions because the captions is just exposition. Okay. And it's not telling you anything you don't already know. All right. But there is a moment in the book, and I put it up on our social media over the weekend. Uh, Gambit is talking about the the sins of his past and breaking hearts and whatnot. And he's talking about Belladonna and the the Assassin's Guild and how he left her. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the night before their wedding. And there's just this little picture with her sleeping and a note on the pillow saying, It not you, it gambit. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. It's pretty hilarious. This book is real tongue-in-cheek, like from it beginning is, to end. Is. Super and, tongue-in-cheek. And it's actually interesting because the story it's telling um, is very reminiscent of the 90s when the PMRC was getting real uptight about violence in cartoons. Oh. Replace Cassandra Nova with Tipper Gore, and you pretty much have the same argument. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Damn. So, there's that. Yeah. It's funny, because in that one panel with Gambit that you had posted up there, it's true, there's a lot of word bubbles in that. It just goes on and on and on. So. I mean, I, I'd assume because this was an infinite comic book, uh, an infinite comic first, Yeah. maybe it's easier to deal with. Okay. Because this bubble pops up, and then you hit it, and then things change in another bubble, and it's not as bad. It's still a lot of words to but, read, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on. We read comic books for a reason. Yeah. Pictures! Yeah. Uh, Superman 42 reveals the moment that Lois uh, discovers that Superman is Clark Kent. Which we hadn't gotten before now. Which we hadn't then. gotten. Um, kind of bull. Oh, really? Yeah, I wasn't really a fan of, of how it goes down. How does it go down? Spoilers. Um, she apparently has been running in, like, a algorithm or something. Like, she's been collecting data, and she's saying, like, maybe I just didn't want to see it. Um, but Superman takes out, like, well, Clark Kent in a tattered black turtleneck. Okay. Takes on, like, 15, 20 Shadow Ninjas. Pretty much in front of her. Oh, well, that would and do it. And his shirt yeah. gets tattered. You can clearly see the costume underneath. And she's like, wait a minute. I know, but I have to know for sure. And she rips his shirt open, and there's the S. Um, no. Yeah. Because, you know, he's Superman, so he could have moved really fast to keep her from doing that. I'm yeah. sure he tends to think a lot faster than the average human being. He so. could have done it so it wasn't. In front of them. Yeah, or anything. He's been it so felt, good at hiding it for so many years, and that's how it yeah, gets revealed. It felt really lazy. Oh, well, yeah. I suppose. Um, but it still doesn't explain why she writes the article that outs him. And by the end of 42, they're still friendly. Okay. But the tease for the next issue is betrayal. So, 
we've known that she's done this, and now they're backtracking and telling us how she's done this? Is yes. That right? um, the Superman title is kind of history compared to Action Comics, which is the aftermath. Action Comics, uh, um, we already know. Okay. Every, or the world already knows. Well, Superman is just before. It was interesting they're actually tying them together. I thought DC wasn't a fan of keeping continuity in between their books. So. It misses. Right. They pick and choose. Right. Right. Uh, and Deadpool Secret War continues to be Deadpool. Okay. In the original Secret War, um, probably the funniest thing in that is where he gets the black costume symbiote, Yeah. Um, messes with it, and then in his own dialogue, as he's putting it back because it feels weird on him, says, I sure hope uh, that thing doesn't go crazy by because it was poking around in my brain. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. all right, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. Subtle. They're kind of playing that it could be in continuity, but clearly it's not in continuity. Right, no. Well, it's it's Deadpool. He can, yeah. he can be out of continuity anytime yeah, he wants. Yeah, he's, he's clearly he telling does, his yeah. own story, but he's trying to kind of jump through the, the, the loopholes. Right. So those are the books that uh, we enjoyed uh, this past week. If there are any that you like that we have not talked about or have not liked, books that you feel need to be talked about, let us know. You can contact us on any of our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Google+, Instagram. I think you got it. The end? Uh, DeviantArt, if you want to go play DeviantArt. Draw us a picture of your outrage or love for something. We'll put into uh, into the the comic issue gallery. We will. Two <coughs> submissions per month, please. <laughs> Person uh, who completely overwhelmed us with dear, submissions. Thanks. Dear but, sweet yeah. artist, thank yeah. you so much. But, <laughs> but no. Know, we got to give others a yeah. chance. Yeah. Um, and of course, you can also email us at comicissues at gmail.com. Uh, guys, just letting you know, we are weeks away from our next live show, August 22nd, uh, for NerdCon 2015, the very first NerdCon, and we are lucky enough to uh, have our uh, our panel 1230. Mm-hmm. Be there. Uh, last week I said um, we may be following uh, Jeannie and Scarlet. Uh, that's not true. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, dear friends, you are going to have to decide between... Oh, they're doing it at the same time? Janina Scarlet oh, no. and us. Oh, I wanted we, to see her. Oh. We are on the second stage, and uh, Janina will be on the main stage. Oh, oh that hurts. Uh, I, I love Janina. She is probably one of the best human beings I've ever met. Um, I do not blame anyone uh, if they go to that show, <laughs> but would really also like you to be at our show. Yes. So if you can possibly clone yourselves. Yes, that'd be great. Or you go as a buddy system. You go to one, your friend goes mm-hmm. to the other, and then you guys fill each other in. That'd be that fine. would also be great. That would be that fine. Would be that great. would be fair. So, uh, so definitely check out uh, NerdCon. Um, there's been uh, coupons popping up. Like their Facebook and social medias to be up on that if you want to, you know, get a nice discount ticket. It's one day, fun, nerdy times, um, plenty of panels. This I'm impressed how many um, shows they've got going on, much less they have two stages to do them on. Yeah, right. right. Um, cosplay contests, all kinds of good stuff, plus, you know, the, the general Southern California vendors and all that. So it's going to be a, a, a good time, and we're going to be there, and you yeah, get to see us do this thing that we do. That's the best reason for you to go. Right. Because we want to see you. We do. We've been looking forward to seeing you for months. We I'm going to throw there. candy at you guys. Yeah, that's right. We still haven't figured out what that's called. Making it rain, making it hail, yeah. making it sleet, sweet, snow. Sweet rain. We were talking about snow. Candy possibly. rain. Yeah. There's a pun in there someplace. Stephen Henry, help us out. Come on, Come on. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so uh, check up on that, guys. Uh, and we hope to see you in just a, a few short weeks. 
if you are enjoying this podcast and all of its good stuff, good time, comic booky fun and whatnot stuff, things, words, <laughs> subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbay, weird German sites, mm-hmm. um, which is eh, not weird, I guess. We're, we assume it's weird. Because, we couldn't read the words. Yeah, so, we yeah. don't know what they're saying about <laughs> us. Uh, but we are very uh, easily accessible for uh, the uh, Apple inclined and uh, the Windows aficionados. That's right. Uh, links is, I don't know what you guys do. I don't You're some kind of weird alien to me. That's fine. Uh, but all of our work also goes up on the website, www.comic-issues.com, part of the pixelatedgeek.com network, home for all kinds of uh, nerdery from video games, movies, uh, of course, comic books, um, and games. Games. Yeah. That one's in there I'm, someplace. I'm yeah. On there. <laughs> Couldn't remember. Uh, podcasts like this one, like Binary System, like um, Pixelated, Pixel Clicks podcast, uh, and of course, Two Geeks in a Podcast, and, yeah. uh, and Movie Issues. Yeah. Uh, so check it out, guys. Uh, until next week, I'm Anthony Silva. Elizabeth Wallace. And good geeking. <laughs>